I've seen a lot of different types of art and listened to or learn new types of music and cultures. And I just honestly, nowadays, I just let all that become sort of like this compound of influences that just come in different forms onto the canvas. Yeah. This is Art Is, a podcast for artists, where we brainstorm the future of the art world and the creative industries. My name is Gisela A. Lasarte. I'm an abstract painter based in New York City, but I'm originally from Venezuela. My background is in film and video. And regarding painting, I would say that I'm mostly self-taught. I did receive some training in oil painting when I was very young, and I did that for some years and also started experimenting with different mediums for a while. But I didn't go to art school. I definitely considered it, you know, at the time when I was in high school, going to college. But I would say that at the time, first of all, back home, I didn't really know any contemporary artists that were thriving and living off of their art. And also, I come from an immigrant family as well. And so I always grew up with a sense that it was really important that I found a line of work that was more stable and perhaps more practical that would be like a bit more certain that I be able to support myself, basically. So yeah, just at the time, it didn't seem like it was something that was attainable. And it was really a long journey for me personally to get to that place where it finally clicked for me that I wanted to and needed to really pursue a career in the arts and specifically in painting. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. That's really interesting. Thanks for sharing. You said that you had a background in film and video. How did you take the leap from that career into painting more specifically like could you walk us into those I know that they're kind of connected fields creative visual so I'd love mm -hmm. to hear a little bit more about how that cross-pollination happened yeah I I guess I want to say that it was always pretty intertwined like I really started was with painting when I was really young I mean I mentioned oil painting training when I was I think 12 years old and then I just ended up going in a film and video I I studied communications back home I have a BA in that with a concentration in audiovisual arts so you know everything like video film photography television radio even and then I worked in video production for several years back home but I always still felt that I wanted to continue exploring the more creative side of things. So that's when I decided to study film. I have a MA in film directing and I went to Spain for that, to Barcelona. So in that time, you know, that I was sort of really focused on that. And I spent like two years in Barcelona and then I also lived for some time in Peru and then in New York, I've been for over six years now. So in that time that I was, you know, moving around a lot and still sort of figuring things out, I wasn't really painting. I took like a really long break from painting and but I was still sort of like drawing on the side. I've, I've also always been inclined to poetry, which I guess is something that, you know, it's sort of more abstract and it's always has, you know, that sort of like that was always sort of my inclination. It just personally took me a while to realize, you know, where all the dots 
connected, basically. And so, yeah, it wasn't really until several years in New York that I honestly also through a process with therapy. I started therapy several years ago now, and it really helped me to realize that, you know, it was more on like the creative and more, you know, working with my hands and sort of that thing that has was sort of the origin of everything back when I was really young, that everything really made sense for me. So I think that when I started painting again, I still brought a lot of the things that I was doing in film and video before. Like for instance, when I started, I was doing a series of projects that involved poetry and painting and video. So it was like video art. But the more I did that, the more I realized that I, you know, felt this strong pull towards painting more than anything that was like, yeah, it's just the most natural and fulfilling for me. And yeah, I think that's still, as I was saying, my instruction in painting has been, it was very basic, but a lot of the things I know and that I apply in my practice with composition and movement, it all comes from notions from film and video, really, that it's just sort of like, yeah, it all gets mixed together. Yeah. And I want to say too that Something that I was always very interested on is the influence of sound and music as well and, you know, how we perceive images. And I think one of the main ways I still bring that into my practice is through the music that I listen to while art making. I think it has a very strong impact on the work. So I always make sure that I'm very intentional with what I'm listening to while I'm creating. Yeah, it's sort of all mixed together, I guess. That's really, really interesting. Thanks for bringing us in like that. Of course. So I'd love to hear more about, you have a really interesting and unique style and approach to painting. Could you tell us a little bit about what technique you employ? Because really, now that you've been telling me about this idea of sound and also the influence of film and composition, I really... I'm starting to to see those influences and I'd love to hear about maybe the technical side of your making a bit more. I work mainly with acrylics. The only reasoning for that, even though I had learned with oils and it was really also a bit of a learning process to, you know, start working with acrylics. It was more of a, I guess, practical and also urgency. Like when I started painting again, it was a sort of critical time in my life that I just felt like this urge that just really sort of ignited everything back for me to paint. And, you know, acrylic was just like the fastest way to get my hands on it. And I just sort of went developing it that. And I would say that definitely experimented with different styles through the years and really until even last year, early this year, I was still sort of experimented until I found sort of like the style that I work on now and the way that I got there. I would say, first of all, yeah, a lot of experimenting and trial and error, but also I started paying attention to things like whenever I came with a sort of more open mind into the studio and sort of let all these things that I already have uh, in the background of, yeah, between film and what I had already been working on and just not plan so much, it 
often turn out to be my strongest work. So my practice has become very intuitive in that sense. I uh, usually don't really come with a plan anymore into the studio and maybe I have a color or a, a few colors in mind and then just sort of, yeah, set up a certain mood through music and try to just sort of get in a flow state uh, really and, you know, sometimes turns into a sort of meditation in action that I think that really drives the whole process. It's really interesting to hear about how so much of your work is mental and really setting up yourself for success in the studio and in thinking about making, which I think is, is such a cool and kind of understated part of art making that we really don't share that much about. So thanks for sharing that. I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience in and how all of the different places you've lived in have influenced your work and kind of your career path. So you said now you've been in New York for six years, which is such a creative place and so vibrant. I'm sure that that infuses a lot of energy into your work. But how has different international experiences shaped your creative path? Hmm, that's a great question. I think there's definitely, like I was saying, it's. I definitely try to work as nowadays as intuitively as possible. And I know that a lot of all those experiences come out without me realizing so, or more like I realized it after I did it. But I would say that especially my background and being from Venezuela, it's a very colorful culture. And even though, you know, New York is very vibrant, I feel like there's something also about the seasons. Back home, there's no seasons. It's like, well, I mean, it's always like either sunny or rainy. The trees don't change really. And I just grew up with a lot of color, you know, stimulus and vibrancy. And I think that is still something that is very present in my work. Same with Spain, even though there was, uh, you know, there's the four seasons there too. But I think that if anything, I personally struggle a lot with uh, changing of the seasons. I don't like winter. <laughs> and, you know, just that shift is always really tough for me. And I think if anything... Through art, I notice that I almost push color and just look for that vibrancy in my work at those times. If anything, as a reaction to what I'm seeing, you know, in winter, it's not only like cold, and but it's very monochromatic outside. And if anything, I just sort of want to bring that in my work and hopefully bring some color into people's lives, I guess. So I've seen a lot of different types of art and listened to or learn new types of music and cultures and I just honestly nowadays I just let all that become sort of like this compound of influences that just come in different forms onto the canvas yeah that's really interesting to hear about how often it's it's also a passive movement to just allow forces to act for sure on you mm -hmm. and on your practice and so you mentioned that you considered going to art school but you you didn't and you pursued film and, and video. So now that you're pursuing a professional path in, in the arts, I was wondering how you're thinking about building yourself as a creative professional and as an artist pursuing sustainable career in the arts and what you're thinking around that development has been. And I'm sure there's been intersection with working in other creative fields, but I'd love to hear your thoughts around being an artist and also being, you know, an art business person. 
I think for sure that having, you know, already, I was a freelancer with film and video for a long time too. And so that definitely helped having already a sort of similar structure and some things. So I, I kind of already knew when I was going into this that, or I thought that it was important, for instance, setting up a website. And I did that pretty early on. And I think also having a, some sort of social media presence and nowadays is also important. And I've sort of been trying to develop a sort of basic strategy with, with all these things. I think that, for instance, for me, I did a ton of research as well. I think there still could be a lot more information out there. And I think that, you know, podcasts like this are really helpful for helping understand better the side, you know, the business side of things. But I did find, you know, some resources online. I think also looking at other artists, I definitely knew that I wanted to start this independently. And I guess probably also seeing other artists that were, you know, being successful independently uh, was really helpful. And just also sort of seeing a bit what they were doing, you know, how they were setting up their website and their social media presence was definitely really helpful for me. I mean, I would advise just, you know, any artist to also that is thinking of doing it this way to to do the same. This year also around like March, I started having sessions with a team of art consultants and that was really helpful. And, you know, they've been, they've given me really practical advice on both the business side of things and also on, you know, art critique to help improve my work. And especially for me, you know, not having gone to art school, it was definitely really helpful. I've also been working on a model that is not necessarily the best one, but it's what's been working for me of working on collections of paintings, bodies of work that I release a few times a year. It just makes everything to run a bit, you know, better. I don't know if also influenced from having been in film before that's sort of the mindset of working on you know more long-term projects and then they were also really helpful in ensure that those collections were consistent coherent you know strong as a body of work and not just with the individual paintings that that's been really helpful as well i think yeah seeing our consultants can be really helpful to have you know specific advice for your specific type of work and how did you actually find these art consultants? Were they recommended to you or did you seek them out online? I saw some other artists that I was sort of talking to that I had only met online that they were talking about having met with them. They're called Dazed and Confucius, the art consultants. And yeah, they told me that they had been also very helpful for them. So I just contacted them. You can book like a half hour, an hour session. And it was really, yeah, also online and through, I guess, reference from another artist that I had met online only. That's really cool. And it's really interesting to think about how, even though as an artist, you wear so many hats, you know, your studio hat, your brainstorming, your business, your marketing, your socials, your networking. But at times it's good to get another opinion <laughs> and, you know, not only on the creative side of your practice, but also on the business side. And I think that's really cool that you're developing a strategy and getting help and, you know, really investing in your business and in your practice like that. It's, it's really cool and really inspiring. I was wondering... As you're working in this collection-based model, could you tell us in a little bit more detail how that works? Do you spend a certain amount of 
months or weeks like working in the studio and then you spend time creating the like marketing material around that and then you release them all at a certain time or is that like helpful for you in terms of having more separation between like the business side and the creative side because I personally really struggle with going back and forth on things and like spending a few minutes a day you know working on Instagram a few minutes in doing correspondence and email and then you know having to shift focus into the creative side is sometimes challenging it sounds like a really interesting model and for those who maybe aren't familiar with how film and tv works I think it could be really useful to hear in a little bit more detail I totally get that. And I think I've struggled with that myself. I think that scheduling your time with all those things is key. I don't separate them per se. Like I don't just do creative for a while and sort of do them all at the same time. But I have found that scheduling my time in figuring out what works best for me. For instance, I do better when I do the creative side of things in the morning, when I paint in the morning and then do like admin work and social media and all those things in the afternoon. Something else that I have found to be really useful is to maybe plan it out a bit ahead of time. And I think that's something that, I mean, I was also sort of like, I didn't want to do that at first because it seems like, I don't know, I just want to be more spontaneous about it. But It can definitely be really helpful to sort of, you know, if you can spend a few hours, it doesn't even have to be half a day. I was, yeah, like a few hours in planning, say what you're going to share on a week, you know, your next week, like say on a Monday, you plan that, for instance. It definitely helps, you know, instead of spending a few minutes, sometimes even more time on social media each day, if you can just, you know, put that time, work on that, you know, I'm going to share this, I don't know, three posts or more, whatever you want to do. And then just, you can sort of forget about it and then just remember, you know, when you have to post it and then just some people, I don't use this, but there are definitely tools for scheduling even your social media posts. So you don't have to think about it at all. Yeah. I usually start working. I spend a few weeks sometimes. It really depends, but on average, it's about a month in sort of experimenting with different color palettes and different techniques that I want to sort of keep in my, you know, throughout the body of work. So even though it's intuitive, I do spend some time first, like sort of thinking about what I want to do there. There's been times when I've had very specific concepts and inspiration for that collection. For instance, for my last one, it wasn't really as specific and it was more about that more unplanned intuitive process and just letting the experiences and memories and everything that would just collide to bring these paintings but I definitely spent some time before just working through color palettes and even though I didn't come with like a specific one in mind to each painting session I'm sure that you know everything that I had worked on right before then in that first month influenced the work of the whole you know the whole series so uh, yeah, so then I usually go documenting that as I'm working, either with pictures. I got to say, I still struggle with remembering sometimes, too, even though, you know, I, I did that. It's hard to, when you're so caught up in the practice, to remember to, to take pictures. Or So something that I've been doing is I got a tripod and I sort of just set that up for recording video. I actually started doing that more for myself at first to be able to look back at it and now, you know, the more intuitive my work has become, it's very easy to 
forget sometimes, you know, how I got to where I got and the choices I made. So it's been really helpful in, you know, being able to take a step back and learn from my practice from this, like, sort of third perspective, you know, point of view, third person. And yeah, then, you know, just choosing some moments of that to share on social media. So yeah, I found that it's always the most successful personally in the sense of, you know, I make better use of my time when I just dedicate a specific time for going over that and then just focus on everything else, like say painting in the mornings for me and then working on emails and everything else in the afternoon, for instance. My website is galasarte.com. That is G-A-L-A-Z art.com and then you can also find more uh, on my process and just to play more fun insight into my practice and my studio on instagram which is laz double underscore art e thank you for listening to art is a podcast for artists please leave art is a podcast for artists a rating and review in apple podcasts it really helps others find us. Also, I would love it if you took a moment to reflect on who in your life might also benefit from listening to this podcast. When you do, please share Art Is, a podcast for artists with them so we can continue to grow the show organically and brainstorm the future of the art world together. You can also support the work I do by subscribing wherever you listen and by donating to the podcast. The link to do so is in the episode description. Okay, that's it for now. Thanks so much and see you next Wednesday.